Okay. Don't want to advertise Barnes and Noble too much, but I'm in here in this place. And I'm talking about lucid dreaming a little bit. Um, it's everywhere. Okay. So, let's see. Well, I'm here talking about, there's, this is, the book is called A Little Bit of Lucid Dreaming, An, Inter An Introduction to Dream Manipulation by Cyrene Ali. And I just went through the part about reality checks and all that. And there's one called D-I-L-D, DILD, Dream Induced Lucid Dreaming Method. One of the simplest ways to induce a lucid dream is just to recognize that you're dreaming as it's happening. A, during a dream-induced lucid dream, you gain lucidity within the dream itself. This is where all the preparation work you've done for lucid dreaming comes into play. By recognizing your common dream signs or performing a habitual reality check while you're dreaming, you'll be well prepared to become aware that you're dreaming. Oftentimes, people report that they've been using the DILD method their entire lives because they were natural-born lucid dreamers. That makes sense to me simply because of the fact that, um, well, I am a natural lucid dreamer, so I always have been. And so that's the way that I lucid dream, is uh, that I just recognize that I'm dreaming and go right into it. The other one's called the mnemonic-induced lucid dream, or mild. I guess I could call the other one dialed instead of dilled, since dilled sounds like dildo and people are so offended by things like that, but whatever. So dialed, mild, dilled, milled, whatever, right? The, the mild or mnemonic-induced lucid dream technique was pioneered by Dr. Stephen, Stephen LeBurge. After LeBurge started using this method, the number of lucid dreams he had per month drastically increased from one per month to as many as four per night. This method simply relies on intent to lucid dream and remembering that intent. It also relies on increasing the strength of our prospective memory, which is the ability to recall our future intentions without relying on external factors. Prospective memory, the ability to recall our future intentions without relying on external factors. It's like remembering a list of things to buy at a grocery store without the list you made in front of you. With the mild technique, you're essentially training your brain to associate certain things with remembering to check if you're dreaming, your dream signs, but also mundane things like walking through a doorway or recognizing when a dog barks. But again, the mild technique is about intent and seeding your brain with the idea that you will recognize that you're dreaming. Oh, one of the things I simply teach is how to uh, navigate through your imagination. Um, this is how to lucid dream all the time. When you learn how to navigate through your imagination, then lucid dreaming becomes pretty, um, pretty automatic and stable. So one of the reasons for this, why this is the um, it's sort of a, could, could be considered um, dream incubation uh, because of the fact that you're 
setting an intention at first before what you're going to dream about. So it's really simple. The idea is to uh, learn how to basically, it, it could also be called a superhuman uh, training or superhuman meditation practice. And so what it is, is, is that you're, you're, you're intentionally practicing doing things in your imagination that are usually not uh, human or normal abilities. So, of course, the things like flying and telekinesis and manifesting things into your reality immediately, uh, breathing underwater, all those things, uh, causing lightning strikes, creating fires, screaming and, and it becoming an earthquake that shatters buildings, all of these different things. You can do them in your imagination before you are in a lucid dream state. So that's why it's called superhuman practice meditation. So basically, um, you're going to uh, find yourself in a familiar situation. So the first step is to uh, imagine yourself, for example, in your living room or your bedroom or another place that you're familiar with that you go to all the time. And then once you're in there, you're going to start doing some very mundane things at first to get yourself started. So it's really easy. You don't even have to um, do any special preparation like some people talk about taking deep breaths and do this and this and that. Well, that's not necessary. What actually is necessary is simply to imagine yourself, for example, sitting down on your couch or your love seat or if it's in your bedroom, on your bed, or in a recliner, or someplace where you're sitting down, or lying down. And you simply uh, take the position of sitting down or lying down, right? And first do this physically, so I, I think I skipped that, but first do it physically, sitting down or lying down somewhere, and then looking around in your environment and just taking in as much of it as you can. So you'll look around and see what you can see, um, whatever pictures are on the wall, whatever colors are around, if your blinds are open or closed, so on and so forth. And then from there, you close your eyes, and then um, you can also do other exercises before you close your eyes, like by standing up and sitting down and seeing how your perspective changes, see how things change, how they look from when you're standing up and sitting down. You close your eyes and then you start doing that same mundane activity, standing up, sitting down, and then from there you'll start to explore the entire room by maybe you just go to stand up, go to the wall that's directly in front of you, and then just walk around the perimeter of the room looking at things as you can see them as you walk around the room and then go back into your seat and sit down. And then you can open your eyes from there and look around the room and see what you got right and what you didn't. And then close your eyes again, get up this time, uh, maybe walk around the perimeter of the room once and then change direction and go the other way. Uh, you can then after that get up and go either direction. Um, you can even decide to float or up to the sky. You can decide to walk through a wall. You can decide to walk through the door. Um, the door can open up telekinetically without you having to touch it. And then you start to explore more parts of this environment that you're familiar with. If it's your house, you're going to start to explore more of the house. In your imagination, however, you're going to take note of the fact that a lot of things that you can do here are not possible to you when you're uh, supposedly awake. Like you'll be able to open doors without touching them. Like this is telekinesis. You'll be able to walk through solid objects like the walls or doors. Um, you might notice that you're floating or levitating or flying 
hovering and things like that rather than walking. You may not see your feet or your legs. Um, you may uh, even walk through the objects that would normally be on the ground, like the sofas, the couches, or things like that. Um, you may see that uh, any object that you want can magically appear uh, in your hand. Um, You may uh, change the color of objects. You may lift them up, make them float. You may make them fly. You can change their size. You can make them more transparent or more opaque, so on and so forth. So there's all of these different things that you can do. Then uh, you return yourself back to where you're sitting down or lying down, and then you open your eyes. So that is as simple as it gets. I mean. There's nothing really special to it. It's just exploring and learning to steer your environment. I mean, I talked about levitating, floating, flying, and hovering, uh, telekinesis, uh, manifestation, you know, making objects bigger, smaller, changing the color, making them more transparent, you jumping, flying, floating, walking through solid objects. All of that you can practice in your imagination, just sitting down for a moment and imagining yourself doing it. And the more you do that, the more you start thinking about doing that, and then it then it gently and naturally moves over into your dream world because the more you start doing that in the mind, you more you start realizing that you can do that with your imagination. And therefore, it's just a simple extension of your imagination to go ahead and start doing that in your dreams. It's another way of reality checking because like right now, for example, I'm attempting to move some distant objects and they're not. Um, there are other things that I can do, but those things currently aren't available to me. Uh, the telekinesis specifically is a difficult one to, to, to spill over into the waking world. But there are a lot of other ones. There's uh, different forms of telepathy and psych psychokinesis that are available but that are not available in the waking world. Well, I'm going to go practice some other type of uh, forms of reality manipulation, particularly conversational hypnosis. We'll see how that works. If it works at all. <clears throat>